everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Belcastro, and I am your host. Today, for the first time ever on this show, we have an Olympian. I, first of all, would just like to say I, this is just something I couldn't think of doing a year ago when I started this show, um, but I'm very honored to be with today's guest. Can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Jordan Larson. I'm the captain of Team USA Indoor Volleyball Team, uh, originally from Nebraska, and been on the national team now for 13 years. That is very, very impressive. <laughs> that is awesome. So what we're going to do is always we're going to head to commercial break, and then we're going to just have a chat about Tokyo um, training and a bunch of other stuff. So stick around. This is the Women's Sports Matter Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Castro, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Gianna Castro from the Women's Sports Matter Podcast, and today I'm going to be discussing the sponsor of this show, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Wasn't that... A nice little break before we head into today's interview. I mean, first of all, Jordan, it's such a pleasure to have you on this show. Um, I am such a fan of volleyball during the Olympics. That is something that I make sure that I watch. I don't enjoy playing volleyball, but I I love to watch it. It just, it hurts my arms when I play. I don't know how you guys can do that. Um, Talk about how you first got into volleyball and... What made you want to become a volleyball player? Yeah, uh, so I grew up in a small town, Nebraska, population like 850 or something like that, very small. And so being from a small town, we kind of are able to do a lot of things and kind of put ourselves in different sports and try other things. So I played softball, I, uh, I ran track, I played basketball, I was in the band. So I kind of really got exposure to everything. And then obviously I, I played volleyball as well. And um, kind of at the age of 12, I got approached by um, two older girls that were in high school that they were going to start playing club volleyball, which is kind of more of a travel team kind of thing. And uh, with that came you know, traveling to the closest biggest city, which is about 45 minutes and trying out and doing that stuff. And um, I don't know, I really enjoyed playing the sport. I liked it better than basketball because I didn't like running and I didn't like the contact sport part of it. So um, I really just kind of dove into club volleyball and my parents kind of really sat me down and they're like, hey, you know, it's kind of an an investment financially. And they're like, if we're going to do this, you know, this is going to be, in essence, your job. And so that means making sacrifices of maybe hanging out with friends or going to practice, you know, like you're going to have to make those decisions, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's your job and, and kind of, we expect you to, to do, to do right by it and respect it. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. 
I know a lot of people, um, especially growing up, that were joining all these club sports, and I was so confused, uh, like, why my family <laughs> never put me into that kind of stuff. Um, like, I, club volleyball is really big over here, um, where I'm from. Just so many different club teams that you can join. Uh, did you have a – was there just one team that you were going to join, or was there, like – were you looking at a few? Yeah, no, I, um, there was just one at the time, uh, that I tried out for but then I ended up through my, my club career, I had played for three different clubs. So. Did you ever go to the, uh, I know at least right now or this past week, there is that big thing in Florida. What I forgot where it's located. Um, um wide world of sports or something that yeah, ESPN so thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're, well, we have USA Volleyball Nationals, and then uh, now they have AAUs. We didn't have AAUs when I was growing up. All we had was USA Volleyball Nationals. So, yeah, we traveled and did all kind of tournaments kind of across the United States and then always went to nationals in the summer. So, What's your most um, memorable match that you've been a part of during your club career? Oh, club career. That's a long time ago. I don't know if I have one necessarily. I do remember my senior year in high school, so it would have been my last year in club. We had a chance to go on and be uh, better than the top five, and we actually ended up losing. But uh, in general, the the team, that, that team, uh, I think it was 14 players, and every single person on the team went to a Division One college. So we – we were pretty stacked and uh, just all around good group of girls. So it was really cool to see everybody move on and, and continue their career after that. That is a great segue because my next question uh, is how did you, how is the college recruitment process like? How did you pick Nebraska? Is it because that you, you were from the state and, and that was the school that everyone went to there? Or um, what did you like about Nebraska and why'd you pick the school? bit different and that I started getting recruited pretty early on I actually committed to the University of Nebraska when I was 16 uh, which at th that time was one of the earliest ones now they commit much earlier but um, yeah I I think the biggest thing for me was that Nebraska was close to home I really wanted my family to be there and I think because I committed so early that no other schools really had the opportunity to like talk to me in essence I, I was only really talking to UCLA and UCLA was because I had met a co the coach at like a high performance camp. And so it was very, um, I kind of already knew where I wanted to go. And that was kind of the easiest choice for me. And they just happened to be like the number one team in the NCAA. So it was kind of pretty easy decision. So what was your college years like? I am about to be a sophomore in college, but I've never been on a campus before. I just did one year at home with community college. So what was it like being a D1 athlete, but also going to school at the same time? Yeah, it definitely was hard. I mean, I remember being emotional when I left, even though my parents were 45 minutes away, like not far, but I was like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, but it was, it was a challenge. I mean, I think, as you know, right, that's your first year, you know, balancing social life. And then I had athletics and then school and, you know, and family and then playing at a really high level. It was, it was tough and it, it was really hard. And I think 
I definitely learned a lot of valuable lessons that first year to really kind of help me better my sophomore year and the rest of my career there at Nebraska. My next question for you is uh, during your college time, did you hit any special achievements throughout your career? Uh, yeah, so I, I it was technically a two-time All-American, three-time, but because I was honorable mention one year. Um, we won a national championship in 06. Uh, I was in three Final Fours, so our team was always very successful, and I by my senior year, I became Big 12 Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. So, yeah, I, there was a little accolades uh, here and there as my career went on. That is really cool. Um, you said 06. My sister was born in 06. So, oh, geez. Yeah. I feel very, very old then. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she, I forget how old she is. She's 15 now. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. So after college, I know, um, at least back then, I'm not sure if there were um, professional volleyball teams. Like now we have the AU different sports, like with softball, yep. lacrosse and volleyball. So what happened after you graduated college? Yeah, so I um, I knew I wanted to be an Olympian. I don't know. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was like, I want to be on the national team and I want to be an Olympian. And I didn't know what that meant or what it took to get there. And so I was like, oh, professional level. Oh, that means I have to spend six to eight months out of this, out of the United States. Oh, no, that stinks. So, but I knew that I wanted to play and I wanted to be on the national team. So, I graduated in December of 08, and then I actually signed my first professional contract in Puerto Rico, um, which Puerto Rico is only a short season. It's only three months long, three to four months. And then I got asked to come train with the national team. So then I spent that summer with the national team. And then I signed my first big pro contract in Russia. Um, and then I ended up signing with that same club for five, basically five years. I did one year contracts and I stayed there for five years. Um, so yeah, it ended up being a really, really good situation. Do you know any Russian? Did you, uh, what was the language uh, there? Did you take any courses at all? Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I would have taken more courses. My, I had a couple of girls on the team that spoke decent English and I could understand more Russian. I can speak like volleyball terms, you know, a little bit. I don't know if I can now cause I've been so far removed, but um, yeah, I, it was definitely a challenge for sure, but I don't know, you, you get used to it and you figure it out. So. It's very interesting. Um. Yeah. I, I'm trying to learn a language. Well, I have to. I have to take a language for school, uh, just for my major. So I have to take okay. Italian. My whole family's Italian. So there my, you go. my great grandmother tried teaching my grandma and her sister Italian. I think it just stopped there, or else, you know, my family would be bilingual. I wish that my family continued the tradition of passing down Italian. It's something that's always bothered me. You know, it's always fun trying learn a language. I took French in high school and it was tough. Yeah, it is. I think I think that uh, um, people that live internationally, I think they're exposed to English from like a younger age. So it's easy for them to become bilingual, you know? And I think for us, we start learning another language so late that it's tough for us to adjust and learn. And 
you know, we're so ingrained in what we're doing already. So, yeah. So in Russia, you, you played for five seasons. Is that what you just said? Five years there? Yeah. So, so what happens is that we, um, basically the season runs from like September to every year and train with the national team in the summer. So basically I did that. Um, leading up to my first Olympics. And then I signed another year after that, after the Olympics. And then um, uh, I wanted a different kind of, we had been really successful in Russia. we won the Russian cup. We won the Russian championship. We won champions league. So we had won all these things. And I was like, Oh, I kind of want a new challenge. So I decided to sign in Turkey. So I lived in Istanbul for another five years um, kind of doing that same thing where with the national team, with the club team, with the national team, with the club team. And so, yeah, it's been, um, it's been a good, good ride. So. So your first Olympics was London, right? Yep, exactly. And tell me about when you got the call that you were going to your first Olympics. Yeah. So we, um, they actually called us into their office and we sat in front of all the coaches and they just said like hey congratulations like you're going going to London and like at that point I had kind of known that I was going I had been starting on the national team now for three years and the chances of me going were very high but until they like actually tell you it's like it doesn't feel real right it's like oh I can actually now say that I'm an Olympian like that's crazy and so, uh, yeah, it was a surreal moment for sure. Something, you know, I've been dreaming about since I was little and yeah, to like actually have it all come together was amazing. So with this being your third Olympics and everything being different, I know the U.S. is trying to go for gold. What is something that the team has been doing collectively to try and prepare for this year's games, especially when you know, COVID is still a thing and there's not going to be as many fans in the stands as you thought. Uh, tell me about preparations. Yeah. Um, so kind of when the pandemic hit, we really tried to, as a team, like commit to one Zoom call a month because uh, we were still all scattered all over the world and um, all over the United States. And so it was like, let's, you know, make sure we're still somewhat staying connected and interpersonally like how can we get better if there's issues on the team can we talk about it can we work through it now versus when we eventually get back in the gym those it's already like done and we can really just focus on the volleyball side of it and so um we really try to focus on that and now we're really trying to hone in like tactically and strategically like volleyball skills and what that's going to look like and so it's been uh it's been really fun and obviously really exciting to be back on the court and, and like you said the this olympics is going to be very different um and it's it's sad because we you know the reason why we play is for our family and friends too you know and so i think it's it's definitely bittersweet but also it's it's still the olympic games and we we're trying to win gold so that's that's the plan when are you guys leaving for tokyo uh we leave in a couple weeks here very cool. Uh, so when, when you get there, is there, um, do you have to be isolated for a certain amount of time or is it just, they're going to do COVID tests? Yeah. Um, I think we might 
have to isolate for one day. I don't know, but I know we, we have to do, take two COVID tests before we go. And then there's like con contract or contact tracing. When we get there, we have certain apps that we have to make sure that we're on top of. And yeah, it's, it's good. It's going to be crazy because. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that the Olympics and the United States is not requiring their athletes to be vaccinated. Is your team vaccinated? Um, are they feeling pretty safe in terms of going to Tokyo where Japan, it's like COVID isn't the best there in terms of the United States? Yeah, um, our team is mostly vaccinated, yes. And um, if not all, I believe all everybody's vaccinated. Yeah, and I think we, uh, our medical staff and uh, our staff have done a really good job of trying to keep us safe and um, doing the best that we can uh, with things that are in our control. And ultimately, that's what we can do when we're there, too, is just conti continue to have the same protocols in place that we have currently had. And if it's a little looser, then that's, that's uh, you know, we're, we're prepared for, you know, really strict conditions. So um, they've done really, really a good job to keep us safe and healthy. In terms of the opening ceremony, is that going to take place this year? Uh, do you know anything about that? You know, I have not heard a word about it. I have no idea. I would hope so, but I also know, you know, you have a lot of nations coming together and it'll be interesting to see if, if something like that actually takes place. The opening and closing ceremonies are always my favorite part of the game. Oh, yeah. Everyone walking out in their fancy outfits. Um, yeah. yeah, it's always, it's so cool to watch. Yeah. I know that, um, is the USA, they work with, uh, is it Ralph Lauren? Or, yep. Yep. yeah. That's one of the main sponsors and Nike, yep. Yeah, Nike, yeah, that's right, okay. And team uniforms, are those, are those red and white? Uh, ours personally, our, we, have, we have three color jerseys. So we have a blue jersey, a, a white jersey, and a red jersey. Okay. My, the uniforms are always a thing that I look at too. Um, yeah. Love a good jersey. <laughs> Clearly, sure. Portland Timbers jersey. Right now, I, I collect a lot of those. I, I love that. My mom yells at me. She says that my whole wardrobe is just jerseys. It's like, what? You gotta collect them all. It's like Pokemon. You got gotta collect them all. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about your sponsors that you have. I know that you have a few of those. Do you want to tell me about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm currently working with uh, Victory Insoles. Um, I have been dealing. Luckily, I don't have it anymore. I was dealing with plantar fasciitis for a while, and so trying to get my foot health back to, to where it was. And then, obviously, being an older athlete, like being able to fine-tune the ability to jump and land softly, um, yeah, victory has really helped me kind of find that balance <laughs> and staying healthy and, and, and having a long career. So very lucky to be to be working with them. How long have you been doing that for? Oh, goodness. I think I've been working with them for six years. Does that sound right? Five or six years, something like that. Yeah, it's it's been 
uh, you know, COVID, it's like, what year, <laughs> I'm like, what year is it? And how many years did I miss? It's like, it, they all like kind of blend together right now. So I want to say it's five or six, but I could, it could have been four. I, I'm not, it's been a long time and uh, it's been great. So. That's really cool. Um, yeah. What are some of your favorite workouts to do? Oh, favorite workouts. Um, I, I like to lift. So I like to uh, push some weight around like pretty heavy just so I feel like I'm putting in like, I don't know, we call it like building armor, you know, when you're in, in the thick of it and you're, you know, it's really tough match. You know, if you're lifting hard, you're, you're building muscle and that way when you do get tired, there's something to fall back on. And so I, I really like to, to get in the weight room and just push the weight around. Do you, do you go running a lot? I know you said that you don't like running, but uh, while you're working out or training at all, do you do a lot of running? Yeah, not, we, we, we don't, we, we do a lot of cycling more so. So I do have a Peloton and I like to jump on the Peloton every now and then and just get a good spin in and, yeah, otherwise it's, uh, yeah, I'm not, not a big runner. So with the Olympics and the Olympic Village, um, can you tell me a little bit about the Olympic Village, like some behind the scenes kind of stuff with that? Yeah, um, well, in London was the last time we were in the village because in Rio we actually stayed outside the village because of like commute stuff. It was going to take us like almost two hours to get to the gym. And so we decided to stay closer to the, to the gym. So, um, yeah, in London, it's, it's unique, right? Like you have your, like, there's like a, every country has kind of their, their own building. And so it creates this camaraderie feeling and, uh, you get to meet like a ton of new athletes and cause oftentimes, right. Like volleyball, like the, our men's and women's teams train together at one location, but other sports, we don't get like the cross pattern of seeing other sports competing or, you know, having friendships across, across those, um, uh, avenues. And so it's really cool when everybody comes together in the village and, and gets to kind of hang out and chat and, uh, that obviously we're all eating together, right, in the cafeteria and all that stuff. So it's really, uh, really unique situation. Have you made any friends with people on the basketball team or from tennis, track and field, swimming, anything like that? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's tough uh, to because our sport, volleyball, is the only sport that go or one of the only I think it's the, maybe the only sport that goes the full duration of the games. So we play every other day for a solid two weeks or 14 days um, where like most other sports are like, you know, maybe competing one day and then they're off the rest of the time. And sometimes like the USOPC or their federation doesn't allow them to stay in the village. So they leave right away. So we don't really get to we get to see people. But like we we're so busy, like trying to train and just kind of recover for our next match that it doesn't really get, uh, we don't, don't really get. You kind of broke up with in that last part. Oh, sorry. We, we just don't get to do much at social activity because we're, we're trying to tra uh, train and do all that kind of stuff, so. You ever see any famous faces in the, in the crowd? You ever look over and see like, oh, there's so-and-so. 
can you repeat that again? I'm sorry. What did you say? You ever see any famous faces in the crowd where you look over and be like, oh, there's so-and-so over there. Like they're watching our game. Yeah. Um, so in London, actually, Kobe was there and he came to watch our match because he had came and spoke to us before the 2012 Olympics. So he was actually in the stands one match. And then um, we at both Olympic Games, the basketball team is usually like right behind us. So we got to kind of chat up with them and uh, Serena walked in front of us at, in Rio. So we kind of we didn't get to talk to her because she was kind of, she had her security people around her. So, um, but she, she was there. So. What is something that you are most excited for, for this Olympic games? Um, I just think to take it, take in the moment and just really like cherish the time and kind of take it all in and remember and kind of celebrate, you know, my journey to this point and kind of uh, what uh, our team has been able to do and just celebrate those girls that this is their first time and they're seeing this all for the first time. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool experience. So excited for, for that. If you could give your younger self advice about, you know, volleyball and all that stuff that's happened so far, what would you tell your younger self? Um, that, like, it's all going to work out. Like, it's it's all going to be okay. And uh, at the end of the day, like, volleyball doesn't define who I am, right? It's a big part of who I am. But you know, win or loss or, you know, those kind of things it, you know, you can get caught up in the moment sometimes of like, Oh man, I made this error. I did this, or we lost here, you know, but no, nobody's going to really remember that, you know, you're going to remember the teams and, and what it felt like to be in the heat of the battle and those kind of things. So to really cherish that part of it and don't, don't get too caught up in the wins and losses. So what advice would you give to younger athletes that are trying to um, want to be an Olympian in, in the future or just want to make a club team in general? Uh, sorry, you said what advice do I give to young people that want to be an Olympian or want to make a club team? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think just, I, I know I was nervous before like a tryout or things like that, but, um, kind of what I always tell like younger girls is like, Hey, like you've put in the work and, uh, what I've heard a lot as I've gotten through my career is like, you've earned the right to play and perform well. Right. So don't, when you're in the tryout or you want to go try out or you're trying to do those things, like, just let it rip, like, let it go. Like you, you put in the time and like, you just, you've earned that right to be like proud and confident. And so sometimes when you like have that conversation with yourself, like kind of the dissipate. So, um, yeah, I think that that would be one thing. Is there anything that you would like to uh, shout out before we end here? Anything that you just want to say at all? Uh, I don't think so. I think you, you covered it. Go Team USA. Yeah. <laughs>
I, I'm really excited to watch the games this year, even though that, that time difference. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is going to be a challenge for sure. I, I got to gotta find where I can watch all these different events. I will stay up for it. You know, like I don't go to bed until maybe 1 a.m. anyway. So if like soccer is oh, on or whatever is, is on, I'll watch it. Um, I just, I, there's something about the Olympics that it, everyone wants to watch. The Olympics are a fun, special time, and I wish you uh, nothing but the best, of course. Uh, go for gold. Good luck. Um, Thank you. Stay safe out there. And, you know, try your best. I wish nothing but the best for you guys. Super excited, of course. Um, I will be tweeting about it. I will be talking about it to my friends and family. I'll be cheering you on from the United States. And yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the episode here. I'm going to do my little spiel. This is going to be a fun time. Uh, this is the part where I talk super fast and I make sure no one can understand me. <laughs> oh, wait. Where can people follow you on social media? Yeah, so my I'm on Twitter, Jordan Larson 10. I'm on Instagram, Gov1007. Uh, I do have Facebook, but not as active on there. So I do have TikTok, but I'm also not on that, active on that, or, that as, as well. <laughs> so go and follow Jordan on her social media accounts and also follow USA Volleyball and Team USA to keep up with all that as well. Um, I'm sure they're going to be posting a lot about this stuff, right? Follow, is it USA Volleyball? Is that the social media handle thing? Yes, yes. Yep, sorry. Yep, and Team USA as well. Yep. Alrighty. So you can follow me on social media, on Twitter at WSM Podcast, and on Instagram at Women Sports Matter. I don't have a TikTok. I'm not that tech savvy. Um, I'm not good at TikTok. That's something that I don't want to try. And Facebook, guys, I'm 19. Why would I go on Facebook? Anyway, I have so many links down below for different resources that you can use. Like, hey, there's a link to go to register to vote. There's a link to subscribe to my podcast. That's right. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Subscribe to my podcast where I interview people, I talk about different things happening in the world of women's sports, and sometimes I dabble in politics, because sometimes I do, and that's just the show. Um, there's also links down below like, hey, if you aren't vaccinated and you're in the United States, there's a link down below where you can put in your zip code to find a vaccine site near you. It's super easy, takes two seconds. Maybe a little bit longer than two seconds, but you know what I mean. Um, as always, follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, follow Jordan on her socials, and follow Team USA on their socials to keep up with all things Olympics, because that stuff is happening pretty soon. I don't think I have anything else to say. Watch the WNBA, watch the NWSL, all that beautiful stuff. I'm going to end it here. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Lone Sports Matter podcast. My name is Jeremy Castro, and I'm your host. That's all, folks. See you next time. Bye.